But God dealt with me on some stuff. He's been dealing with me a lot. I really haven't said much, but I will soon. But today I was just like, you know, no, I, I got to talk about this. I really got to talk about this because I want this to be an encouragement to not only this house, but people who may tune in and hear this. I wasn't going to record. I usually have my stuff going. I said, no, I'm not going to do that because I want to talk to y'all today. But, uh, <laughs> but I said, just in case, because I believe this is going to be a perspective. God talks to me and deals with me in different ways. You know, it ain't all spooky and stuff, but it's just like subtle. And today I was watching um, an anniversary video of a um, prominent leader. And uh, I began to see some things as a whole. And it hit me. And we're just like, you know, we, we have to get... I know there's an oppression and thing that's going on in this world right now where it just seems like evil is reigning. Wrongness is just powerful. I mean, my goodness. I mean, it's just, it's good. But I thought to myself, like, we, we cannot forget that the Bible still works. It does. I mean, it really does. And I sat there and I, I got happy. I'm like, well, that's a good encouragement to me. Because it's like that. When I, to see what this leader had accomplished before falling into sin <laughs> and apostasy, it lets you know the Bible is true. Yeah, yeah. When we get in order. But we get in order. And uh, the devil, he doesn't like unity. Now, we got a lot of uniformity right now. You know, and people tell me we got this unification movement, but it's not true unity. Because what true unity is, is Christ lifted. That's what that is. Oh, that's some good teaching. That's what it is. That's why most folk want to get behind certain movements and this, that, and the third. If God has nothing to do with it, it's not going to. It's not going to do anything because it's not lifting Christ. But that's the purpose of unity. Because Jesus said, if I be lifted up, right. uh, he will, not us. You know, and some of us have great influence. But at the end of the day, we can make all these deals and, and do this and do that. But if there's no full unity, what I was encouraged about is that we have to be reminded that even though there's strong delusion and much more going on, that the Bible still works. But see, the issue is that we have leaned to our own understanding. That is the issue. And see, that normally, see, disobedience precedes falling. That's what, that's what happened. This rebellion. That's what happened. I used to rack my brain when I, God would allow me to study people and different things like that just to learn because, you know, as the saying goes, you know, a fool never learns, smart person learns from their mistakes, a wise person learns from the mistake of others. Luckily, thankfully, fortunate in life, I've been able to learn from the mistakes of others. <laughs> you know, and I'm grateful that I don't have an arrogance about that. But with all that being said, when it comes to leaning, the Bible, it, it, it speaks on in Proverbs greatly, getting understanding. I mean, it hones in on it, get it, but it does not say lean. It doesn't say lean. So the scripture I want to go to is Proverbs chapter uh, 3, verses 5 and 6. I've talked about this scripture before in another context pertaining to spiritual warfare about how God can utilize obstacles, remove obstacles uh, pertaining to the scripture. But this is a little different context. And see that word path is key. See when you define that, that is a track specially constructed for a particular use. See God wants to do something with our lives as a whole. When you look at another definition, of it talks about a course or a route or a way of life. A conduct or a thought. But see, when you look at that, that that scripture, it said we have to do what in all our ways? Acknowledge. Yes, acknowledge. 
Acknowledgement. Everything is key and relies on acknowledging God. Everything. What does acknowledgement mean? Number one, to recognize the rights, authority, or status of. Number two, to express gratitude or obligation for. People don't like authority. You know, we have this thing with police officers now. Now, people can abuse authority. Number two was to express gratitude or obligation for. Many of us have stopped doing that. We have literally stopped doing that. We, we don't feel like we have an obligation to even come to church, to worship, to live right, to do this. I'm talking about the house of God. I'm not talking about the world. I'm talking about in the church because it's rampant. Number three, to take notice of. We don't hardly do that anymore. Everything is what we can see. It's not how God sees things. Number four, to make known the receipt of. I like this because I look at that as a testimony. We don't hardly hear testimonies anymore. What God has done. All these receipts of him proving himself. Yeah. To <laughs> what he's done. We don't hardly. Yeah. yeah, we don't do that. Open acknowledgement. We quiet or we accredited to uh, everything else but him. Number five. To recognize as genuine or valid. I like this because it reminds me of honor and respect. So a lot of stuff we deal with, we stay in cycles and things that are going, and I'm going to talk about that later on too, we're dealing with because it's due to a lack of honor and respect. That's what it is, cycles. Cycles remain because of lack of respect for God. That is what we have right now going on in the body of Christ. We do not honor him like we're supposed to. That is why even what I was sharing about leading up to COVID. See, one, one thing that, that pushed me to want to talk about this was understanding that, you know, in reality, COVID didn't have to happen. It really didn't. And I know some are going to consider that controversial because they've lost loved ones and it's, it's real. But see, things happen when we get out of order with God. That's right. That's right. We do. That's right. Now, most don't want to talk about it, but it is. Now, I don't dance and shout, but you're going to have calamity. You're going to have casualties. You're going to have all of that. It's because we're out of order with God. Everything relies in acknowledgement. See, Genesis would have talked about the, the tree of knowledge. See, God didn't want us fooling with that. Because in order to handle knowledge of good, one must possess, watch this, the ability to completely comprehend all possible options and contingency. That is omniscient. <laughs> That's what that is. Number two, the righteousness of wisdom to choose the right course. We can't do that. God can give it to us. But we cannot do that. Number three, the power to make reality conform to the right course. That is omnipotence. That's what that is. God holds all of that. He does. And in other words, only God can handle such knowledge. <clears throat> what this means is that it is not the one who trusts in the Lord that is irrational, but is the one that leans to their own understanding. See, that's why I went back to COVID. You, you found a lot of, and I'll, I'll move to that because for me, I really believe that a lot of stuff was exposed and we, we've heard it. I know people like I'm tired of hearing about it, but I, I won't, I'm encouraged by it happening because it, it lets me know that God is not done. <laughs> we've taken on this mental, oh, you know, we're going to go straight to hell and everything in a handbasket, which is it's true. This world going to burn up. However, at the same token for the body of Christ, we ought to be encouraged. <laughs> oh, yes, we should. Because it, it, it revealed and it exposed how deeply not only evil was, but still is in the land. That's right. And it, it showed us that it not only began with the church, but it shows that we're not acknowledging him. That's why when things happen, stuff was just scrambling. 
We didn't know what to do. Some wanted to stay in church, some did. <laughs> some wanted, they weren't for sure. They weren't for sure. And that's why ultimately discernment is so key. The one, one thing a person can do is follow an undiscerning leader or be around people that are just, they lack discernment. You got to have it. Why is it? And I wanted to go into this, but I didn't have enough time. But the whole purpose of Psalms 21, uh, 91, excuse me, not 21, but 91, was just to show that there's benefits in God. It is. How can something, nobody's seen this happen. Nobody hardly had an urge. Now, you had many that could didn't help navigate through this, but most just quiet. Most didn't have. Why is that? Because we're not dwelling in them. Yeah, we're not, we're not. We're not honoring. We're not dwelling in them. And that is something that, that God wants us to see. We need him. That's right. We do. Disobedient inevitably undermines discernment. And one thing about it, the only way to guard against that is to be doers of the word and not hearers only. My point in sharing all of that, it goes back to acknowledging God, him directing our path. Um, disobedience hinders that. COVID revealed a whole lot of that. Everything is just like cycles. There's some things that we, two things that were major that we needed to learn from that whole pandemic was reestablishing our trust in God and for some increasing it. Yeah. And, and for some, we need to break this cycle. <laughs> Ecclesiastes says there's nothing new under the sun. Nothing. We've seen this happen many times in history. I mean time and time. Some equated to 9-11. Some equated to this, that, and the third. At the end of the day, nothing is new under the sun. So everything has a root of it. But it's when people don't learn to watch stuff continues. And see, when we have discernment without obedience, it's really a, an, a, a recipe for apostasy. Everything is being revealed right now. And and I was encouraged by this because I'm just thinking to myself, like, for those that who are being faithful. See, we think faith in God. Many think that it starts out with God giving our wish list. <laughs> you know, if he does this, oh, okay, that's faith. No, it starts with faithfulness. Then he reveals himself. Yes. Yeah. It, it comes from that. And I believe that God has pushed us into trusting him more. So one of my, some of my final points in all of this is to, to understand that if we acknowledge him, he'll give us direction. He'll continue to. And that is something that we need all the more. But one of the things that I, I wanted to share in a practical sense from everything starting with trusting in the Lord is knowing how when God is asking you to trust him more. I believe that's something that uh, this pandemic and where we are now, what God is trying to do. And I want to share something to just see to evaluate if that's the case. I know it's been the case with me. One of the first things you know how God is requesting or pushing you in the place of trusting him more, you start feeling anxious. Uh, you start feeling anxious. That is a true sign. That's God that he is he's nudging you. That's just like if I have a conversation with somebody and they put me in a spot where I'm just kind of like, you know, uneasy. Yeah, you, you need to evaluate some stuff. <laughs> you may need to trust them. I've been in situations where, uh, oh man, where, I mean, I had to walk into a, a situation where I was declared to be something I wasn't in a group of people. I got anxious. Because I had the decision to either like, y'all going to find out who I really am today <laughs> from the country. Or I had to really just trust. 
And through his supernatural power, I was able to walk in there, listen to all these accusations, these lies, <laughs> all of this stuff. Be cool as a fan, walk out, and then God work everything out on my behalf while saving my character. There's many things. COVID caused people to be anxious. It did. When it hit, I remember the first service we had after that shutdown. I think it was March 16th, if I believe. I think maybe that Monday, 15th, 2020, but then that next Sunday, we had service. I remember when I picked up Damon left and came here. I mean, it was eerie feeling. Focus at the buckets over there, leaving out of Dallas at Roy City, just nervous, holding them things like they <laughs> blood sugar low or something. You know, <laughs> it was crazy because you was anxious. <laughs> I'm telling you, it was it was eerie. I, I couldn't believe it. You could just feel it. But God is trying to to draw our attention back on Him. Yeah. That's what He's trying to do. That that is key. That is key. Uh, the second aspect of knowing that God is asking you. And pushing you to trust him more is you're feeling a healthy conviction to pray more. It's one of the things that you find yourself wandering more, you need to be praying more. It's on our minds, it's on our hearts. You can feel the seed planted and the impact that's being made to pray. You know, sometimes we fail to realize that a lack of, of prayer is a lack of trust in God. And most times when we petition God, we do more talking than we actually do listening when we do pray. We're all guilty of that, uh, including myself, me. <laughs> I can start with me. We, get, we can get comfortable, we can get complacent, and then suddenly we spend less time in prayer because of distraction. And then we get to the play where we assume God just knows what we're thinking. A healthy conviction. Hey, everybody want to get convicted when they're in trouble. <laughs> oh, yes. You know, if you speed and police officers stop you, then all of a sudden you rub up, uh uh, no, uh uh, sit down, take it, sign right here, you know. But a healthy conviction because it's pushing you upward. <laughs> it is. And that's key. It got to be a healthy conviction. It can't be one of the things where I'm just in trouble and I just need you now. You know, and then you go on about your business. The last one, number three, of, of how you know that God is pushing you to trust him more. You experience a seizing of testing. The whole concept of both of those scriptures is that God uses pressure to push us into his presence. That's the whole concept. See, it's, it's usually... Strange to know that God puts us in a season of testing, but it's a, as one would say, a refreshing reminder to fix our eyes on God. We'll discover that our relationship with God is strongest during the season of testing. That's right. And that's why when COVID hit during this huge test, uh, you really seen what you needed to see. And that is key. Because that's God nudging us. That's him pushing us to be more closer to him as a whole. And these are things, this is about perspective. This is really encouragement. To let us know that all is not lost. <laughs> that all is just not going down the drain. We are meant to seek God first in all things. We are meant to put him first in every area of our lives, always. And these seasons of trials are getting old, but they're necessary. But it's also true that we'll serve up the same lessons over and over again until we finally learn from it. And that is key. When I see all of this stuff that's going on and taking place and happening, I'm just like, it's getting old <laughs> with some things that's just taking place. However, that those that have been faithful and committed, the Bible still works. Yeah. Our faith in God still works. And it's powerful now more than it's ever been, even though it may not look like it. Because things are getting darker, but that's when the light shines the brightest. 
And see, ultimately, in my ending with it, that's why it's good to trust in him and acknowledge him. And we need him to direct our path. But when it comes to these testings and different things, God tests us to, number one, know us, make us better, and ultimately to save us. That is the whole point of what I wanted to share regarding all of this. Is that that is something to rejoice about. Because all of this stuff is nudging and pushing us to trust him more to help save us. Now, some would argue, well, some need more saving than others. But for the most part, at the end of the day, the Bible still works. And we can't forget that. There's this oppression and so much that's going on. It's easy. I mean, it's, if folks don't want to come to church, it's dragging. And I'm just like, my goodness. And I mean, just even outside the church. Like I said, we don't hardly minister and talk to people. And then not only just so much of that, our lives personally. That's the start. See, to get the keys to the kingdom, when you get your uh, personal life in order, then the body of Christ can come collectively in order. Then God say, hit them keys to the kingdom. And we can do something great. 